Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians Podcast, episode 166. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What up? Fucking Kyle Wagner. Mm. Hey, guys. Ethan Montgomery. What's up? And Ron. Hello. Yeah. So, guys, I guess uh, number one on the topics agenda this week is, uh, like, children in, in cages. But um, before we get to that, I'd like to talk about uh, now we have uh, the Patreon going. And uh, so if you'd like to contribute to help keeping the lights on here in Anarchy Basement or IE subsidizing Kyle's meth habit, you know, you can hit us up on there. If you, you just Google Punk Rock Libertarians Patreon. And mm-hmm. we also have uh, bonus material that we're releasing every week. We do an after hours program. So uh, we'll be releasing that on there to our patrons. And uh, if you contribute a minimum of a dollar per month, you will uh, attain access to that through the Patreon. So, um, number one, I, I guess we're going to talk about uh, immigration, kids in cages. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm seeing a, a lot of outrage um, on, on social media about this now. And, you know, I think this, I think the, the kids in cages stuff is fucked up. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, there's, there's really no outrage for when, we, you know, we're drone bombing children 3,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. You know, and apparently the kids in cages stuff, uh, Ethan, you were saying this was going on under Barry as well. Yeah, I mean the the policy goes back, if I understand correctly, if I recall correctly, like it basically goes back to a Supreme Court, I think Ninth Circuit decision from the '90s, like '97 or something. I could be wrong about this, but it's basically premised on like a Supreme. I'm sorry, I said Supreme Court is not Supreme Court. It was a, a federal uh, decision. But either way, point being that like you can't detain children along with adults which makes sense like if you arrest an adult an adult you can't just like throw their kid in a prison cell with them um but regardless yeah this has been going on for a while i read some number that like it happened like ten thousand times under obama um it's not a new policy the only difference is that basically trump is enforcing the actual law and that's the difference whereas obama preferred to do the catch and release thing um trump is not doing catch and release and he's following the actual letter of the law which says like they've committed a crime they need to be detained for it while they wait for court um i mean how are the courts going to be able to like handle this though i mean i mean mean, how do you mean like i mean so okay so you're you're saying like obama wasn't detaining people um or wasn't holding people until they were waiting for court or there was no court or what what was like the difference well there there was but like something like 40 percent of the people never actually showed up for their court date like they get released into the u.s and they would say, okay, fuck you, see you later, and never come back for their, their court hearing. And my understanding is that, is that generally done. these are hearings that have to do with, like, their asylum applications. Um, so generally, if they don't want to petition for asylum, which, like, they're supposed to do not, like, after they cross the border. Like, there are legal channels for doing that. There are port of entries they can go to, or they can submit their applications before showing up at the border. Um, but if they show up at the border, they're caught, they're detained, they can say, oh, well, I just want to seek asylum. It's like, okay, well, then why didn't you do it the proper way? But regardless, if they don't do that, then basically my understanding is that they get to see a judge within like a day or two, and they're generally sentenced to like time served basically and released and like, you know, put back over on the other side of the border, at which point they can be reunited with their kids or whatever. So like the whole thing can be a matter of days if they want it to. The only difference is if they want to petition for asylum, then they have to wait for a court date, which I'm not sure how long that takes, maybe weeks or a couple months. Uh, at the max um 
And do we just hold the kids in a cell or some sort of... Well, it's not a cell. I detention mean, center or something. Yeah, I guess you could is call it a, a, a detention padded cell, center. Daycare, daycare. A what cell? Is it a padded cell? <laughs> uh, well, it's, from what I've seen, like they actually have like like ping pong tables and pool tables and stuff. So, um, so you think it's, it's, it sounds pretty chill? I mean, relatively speaking, like I get that like they're under detainment, but like they're not literally in like fucking chicken coops or cages or whatever. Now, like now, granted, like they can't leave, but dude, but you make it sound like they're chilling at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, uh, I saw a picture of a kid in a cage <laughs> on the internet. So, just saying. But you're talking about the one that was from a staged protest. <laughs> well, I just saw a kid in a cage that was crying. So, <laughs> well, you know, so obviously, I, I, I've been protesting all week over the kid <laughs> that was crying in the cage. Now, there there were pictures of kids in like uh, space blankets, like they basically look like they're wrapped in aluminum foil. Now, that was actually from the Obama administration. Uh, which is also funny that again, like all of this, like the stuff that people are outraged about, is stuff that literally happened under Obama. Um, now, I, I do think the the conservative argument of like, oh, but Obama did it, like, is not a great argument per se because that only works if you assume that it is bad and it is a problem. At which point, like, you're conceding, like, okay, well, if it was a problem, then it's a problem now. However, I think the argument you brought up, Bergman, which was okay. If you have like if you have a problem with this, then how do you not have a problem with the thousands and thousands of children that were killed by drone strikes? Or well, how about the thousands of children that are separated from their parents through the drug war? Yeah, for, yeah, for through, example, exactly. Yeah, I mean through for, throwing you yeah. know innocent people into prison who have children like over a plant, or even right. fa- or <laughs> even family courts and you know like uh, that you know under like di- uh, uh, through divorces and other stuff you know like there's yeah or like fathers, what if Kyle got arrested for meth and he was separated from his chihuahuas? That's an excellent point. I mean, I, I think you <laughs> should be able to, to do as much math around the chihuahuas as he wants. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, this, dude, this, this stuff happens all the time. from your chihuahuas, dude. I don't, I don't do meth or have chihuahuas. What, dude, whatever. Come on. <laughs> I don't believe you. Nobody's, nobody's buying I, it. I bet, you know, I, it's so bad, the partisanship. I bet, like, you know, pretty much everything that Obama ever did, um, it's like, or, or everything that Trump's done, if Obama had done it, it would have been fine. Right, it's all about the popularity of the it the guy. In, it's all about the popularity of the guy in charge. It's not about policy, you know. And you've seen those kind of interviews, like Mark Dice does those kind of interviews, where he's like, "What do you think about the new, you know, Hillary Clinton policy of this?" And they're like, "Oh, I love that." And they're like, "Well, that's actually Trump's policy." And then they're like, "Oh, damn," you know. So it's it's just all about whatever whoever the president is at that time you know yeah well i mean it, it is kind of the great thing about trump too is like anytime he does anything he's he's always under a microscope and i feel like that's what it should be like with the president you know like like of course obama just got off the hook way too often you just didn't hear about this stuff with with obama right and it, it still happened like it's, 10, it's what times. makes uh, you know in my mind a lot of even though they were doing a lot of the same shit it makes obama worse in a way because well, he was course, just able, able to get, get rid, rid of it. more yeah he was able to get away with it and Set pre- set precedents for the for the following pres- presidents <laughs> to 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 do this sort of shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. But now, I mean, maybe there will be a backlash against the more, um, at least like sort of inhumane policies or whatever that the government's doing. So maybe. I mean, that would be a positive to all the <clears throat> Trump bashing, right? Like, at least people see what's going on now, and like maybe things will start to change. Whereas before, people never got to see it. Yeah, um, at least well, before it was until, just until a leftist dictator gets into power. Right. right. Yeah. Well, yeah, before well, it was just you're racist. <laughs> like if you criticize Obama, you're racist. Well, I'm sure they'll still pull that card, but I think Bergman yeah. raises a good point that like 
as soon as a leftist or Democrat or otherwise, you know, uh, gets into the presidency, they'll stop caring. Um, because, you know, and I think I pointed right. this out last time, like, of course, the anti-war left completely disappeared under Obama. And what's even more amusing in a twisted way now is like now that Trump is actually not particularly imperialist, at least certainly compared to every other president, he's pretty damn non-interventionist. Um, now the left is criticizing him for that. So like because yeah. like he talks to North Korea and tries to exercise diplomacy, now he gets criticized for that. So it's not just that the anti-war left disappeared under Obama, but now that we have an actual quote-unquote anti-war president, now they criticize him for that. So like clearly like they're motivated by nothing but partisanship uh, and absolutely no principles whatsoever. Um, and I, th- I think that's one of the main reasons. Uh, this is something I've talked about before is that like the left – not only do they not have principles, but their strategy is to use your principles against you. And I think that's why we're seeing them f- flip out so much about the kids in cages thing. Is again, obviously, they don't give a fuck. If Hillary Clinton was in there and continuing the exact same policy, they wouldn't say a goddamn thing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're bringing it up because they know that you know conservatives, right-wingers, whatever, generally care about kids and the family and this yeah, and that. At the same time, and so they I, feel like out, that's going mean, to be like a good pressure point for them to apply pressure. But I mean, it's not because they actually care about it. So they only bring it up because they think that their uh, political rivals care about it. Well, at the same time, it's not everybody on the left. And, and you could you could you really talk away. You could talk about just as many people on the right as you could talk about people on the left when it comes to, you know, just like mindlessly backing a party. Oh, yeah. You know, for, for, for doing bullshit. True. True, but they generally don't you try to use the uh, the their opponents principle like the difference is that a i do think the right generally operates on principles more than the left but even that aside it's not a strategy of the right nearly as much to try to use the left's principles against them particularly principles that they don't actually care about Um, which i personally think is a particularly insidious and pretty disgusting tactic Um, but we are talking about generalizations so yeah there's always going to be exceptions to the rule that's fine you know who was really mad that Trump talked to North Korea or talked to Kim Jong-un was uh, Jennifer Rubin at the Washington Post. I don't know if you guys saw any of her articles, but she wrote like scathing articles about how disgusting it was to see the U.S. flag next to the North Korean flag and how this legitimizes him as a dictator and we shouldn't be, ha- you know, should not even be entertaining this and never should have taken the pressure off of him. We shouldn't, you know, and all this stuff. So she was really mad about that. And she's always been one of the most hawkish neocons, in my opinion, like anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's like Lindsey Graham and John McCain. I mean, she's even more extreme than them probably because she's in the media and she's not in she's not in political office so she can really take the gloves off but she just absolutely trashed um trump for for having that discussion i personally thought it was a good thing i was like you know i get that we don't like this guy but i mean he is the leader of north korea um the north koreans many of them support him so like i don't i don't see the harm in talking personally but she she any steps toward peace it's interesting that 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 really triggered uh her well it's funny that these sort of people will suddenly suddenly invent these principles where it's like you regardless of the outcome you shouldn't be talking to a dictator in the first place meanwhile they'll you know they're not principled in any other fashion you know they're not principled about well what are what are human rights like what are what are, what are property rights like they're you know but when it comes to like oh we actually want to like maybe bring about peace to a region that hasn't seen peace or 
has seen has well i mean they haven't seen peace technically they've been in the korean war until like what like a few months ago technically speaking yeah it was never formally resolved <clears throat> i guess or formally yeah it wasn't like out, an active, but it, it wasn't a hot war as it wasn't far a as hot war tell. sure just a tense border situation but if we can you know diffuse the tensions between the north and south korea if we can get them to disarm or demil de or denuclearize i mean these are all good things i would i would think um yeah and just to to just like suddenly become like well we're you know we're we're America we don't meet with dictators like how many dictators have we met with <laughs> I mean there's there's yeah. pictures of fucking U.S. <laughs> yeah, like, presidents meeting with Saddam Hussein and Gaddafi and Gaddafi and all yeah. these motherfuckers and like we're the, the ones who fucking prop them up <laughs> and the Saudis <laughs> and the Saudis yeah. yeah it's like go fuck yourself Netanyahu like, like yeah Kim Jong Un is a fucking <laughs> monster I mean he's a fucking piece of shit but like like let's be reasonable here like. Do we want to, like, start a war with North Korea? Do we want to just, like, convince this asshole to, like, relinquish some of his power, you know, in a more peaceful fashion? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, well, it's nothing ridiculous. else we've done has worked. And so now we have a strategy that looks like it actually has a good possibility of working to some significant extent. Right. Um, so that's why they get a pan their panties in a bunch. And, and again, just to bring that other point back, like, isn't it so telling that now all of a sudden so much of the left is siding with the neocon argument? Like... <laughs> what? And that's how crazy it's gotten politically, like you said earlier. I mean, for for the left to actually be pissed off at that meeting is it's it's hilarious. You know, um, you know that if that was Obama, it would be they'd be praising him. Um, and it's just like nothing nothing matters anymore except the midterm elections to them. It's like whatever mm -hmm. whatever whatever um, Trump does, the left is going to switch it around and make it something bad. And it, it's just how it's going to be, and and it's just it's frustrating. He could literally do anything, and they would turn it around, you know. And it's just with the mm -hmm. meeting with Kim Jong Un. It's just you know, like you said, we've tried everything. Why why not try this? How could this be a bad thing? Yeah, yeah. and and the stuff Insanity. they can't spend, they can't even t they won't even talk about. Like you know, I, something I think we talked about the other week. You know, Trump is talking about backing the congressional efforts to legalize more or less um weed at the federal level yeah. or at least this would make know, trump the best president on president on pot ever yeah and how much does the left talk about it absolutely not at all because well they won't start talking about it until they find a way to spin it negatively which i i honestly don't even know how they could so they're probably just never gonna they'll figure it out <laughs> well they'll just suddenly become like anti anti-drug hawks yeah i mean i, I guess <laughs> they'll say like oh yeah. he's just legalizing it so that he can it, it, the, the spin will have something to do with like abusing immigrant drug mules or something like I, I don't even know how they would come up well, with yeah, a spin. Well yeah, wasn't that how they spun the whole thing with the um he pardoned that uh the boxer Jack Johnson like posthumously? I think it was Joe Jackson, wasn't or it? Joe Jackson whatever. Jack Johnson like the the surfer or Joe, whatever the fuck the guy's name was. But like <laughs> he was like Dude, if if we had a list of people that we're not allowed to talk about on this podcast, that would probably be one of them, dude. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. Way to go, bro. Sorry. I got my banana pancakes over here. <laughs> um No, yeah, but they they, they uh, he pardoned that boxer. Um, who had originally been convicted of, like, smuggling women across the border, but it was really just, like, he had a white girlfriend that he, like, took across the border and, like, a bunch of racist cops arrested him or whatever. Um, but then people were trying to... So, like, this is, like, Trump being, like, not racist, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Trump being, like, anti-racist. But they tr they tried to spin it as, like, he wanted to make, like... S like sex trafficking acceptable 
to like lessen the blow on him and like Stormy Daniels or some shit like that. And I'm just like, you know, like now you guys are saying he's playing 40 chess. Like, <laughs> what's happening yeah. here? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? It's uh, weird. It's weird that he's be he would be any pro pot at all after you know he appointed Sessions and I think I was under the impression that Trump was just going to reverse the Obama policy of uh, letting states make their own choices and actually start cracking down on marijuana. So I'm really surprised that he's changed his position on that. Personally, he never Ma- had that position to begin with. Well, I mean, yeah, he, but he, I mean, what about him like appointing Sessions though? Yes, yeah, Sessions I mean, takes that position. Right? You, he does. Do he does. But, but he he also he also uh, he also put John Bolton uh, into his cabinet, um, and I think that was expressly for the purpose of the North Korean negotiations. He wanted to have like that pit bull on a leash. So he's like, look, you really want to negotiate with me because otherwise, I got fucking John Bolton here. You know what John Bolton does to third world what dictators? Is Jeff Sess- what is that? How does that relate to Jeff? Sessions? I think it's a good. I think it's a good cop bad cop routine. Now that said, for a variety of other reasons outside of this, I think he probably regrets appointing Jeff Sessions. So I'm not really sure how much of how much there's 4d chess going on there if any at all um but certainly as it pertains to the marijuana thing i mean it may just be an anomaly maybe you know i mean ultimately sessions works for trump so just because sessions has a particular opinion on marijuana doesn't mean that um like, you know tr- it, trump can't rein that in yeah um, i mean like for me with trump and marijuana i just think that trump is smart enough to see that you know a majority of the people want it to be treated like alcohol you know, like yeah. just that's just like the way it's going, and you know you're gonna look like a, a fucking knuckle dragger if you don't do this now. Yeah, well, and he's already explicitly stated that's basically his position. He's like, look, if they bring me the legislation, I'll sign it. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, to, to the to, to the extent that Sessions has any plays any role in this whole thing, if there is any 4D chess, I would suggest that maybe it's just the good cop bad cop routine, uh, which he's definitely used before in other situations. You know, and I think Bolton in North Korea is a perfect example of that. Because um, obviously nothing that Trump is doing in North Korea is anything that Bolton would ever do. Um, so why did he put him in there? Well, probably just to you know have the good cop bad cop routine and or just like a scary pit bull on a leash kind of yeah. a thing. Okay, it's, so go ahead. okay, so back to the immigrants. You know, we just we're just going off on Trump, but uh, you know, so back to the whole immigrant thing. You know, I, I, I was seeing earlier this week. I was like, you know, fucking around on Facebook, and I, I see like some article where it's like. Apparently, all five first ladies are against uh, are against what's going on with the children. You know, putting the children, separating the children from the parents. Wait, and including Melania? Yeah, that's that's what I saw. It, it said all five first ladies, and it, it sounded like Melania was against it. But uh, you know, I, I can't remember where it was posted or whatever. You know, just something I caught scrolling through Facebook, and then uh, it was just like a day or two later. You know, she gets caught wearing the jacket that says she doesn't care. We're like, what do you think about that, Ethan? Well, obviously, it was just a total troll. I think they made a statement. They're like, well, she was talking about the media, like, you know, and the media's criticism of her. And so that's what it was referring to. Uh, uh, okay. And I guess that would make sense. Who knows how long she's had that jacket for? Maybe it, she probably just had it just for that one day. I mean, it right? was kind of stupid to wear that jacket. Like, well, right then? It's, what, what did it say? It said, I really don't care to you. Is that what it said? Yeah. Something, Something like, that. like that. That's what I remember. When you're going to visit, like... It was bad timing. Yeah, it was definitely uh, bad well, timing. No, I, I think it was completely... I mean, it, it had to have been completely deliberate. Like, they had, had to have been, known yeah. that, like, this was going to get, like, totally spun in a 10 billion different ways. But why um, would that benefit them? I'm not entirely sure. Maybe just to put egg on the face of the media, because she wore it while on the way to visit, like the kids in the detention center or something. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, like, how can you possibly say that, like, she's wearing this as a fuck you to the people that she's going to like visit with? Like, that doesn't make any sense. 
Um, so I don't know. I, I think I mean, it was that's just how everybody's it, taking it, though. It was ambiguous. It didn't say what it is, so everybody's just projecting and projecting what they want it to say or want it to mean. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't say what it's about. It just says I really don't care. Do you? Don't care about what? It doesn't say. Well, yeah, they we had to have known know. like the media was going to go wild on it, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah they went wild on it with their own inferences as to what it's about, but right. no I mean, one. She really might knows. not have even remembered that it was on the back. Like she could have grabbed that no. thing off the rack, and it was like <laughs> no, she <laughs> had to no, that boy well, on. Okay, Apparently, they they, they tracked <laughs> it down. Out. It was oh, like shit. it was like a thirty nine dollar <laughs> jacket from a department store. Now, really? like Melania is known as like an international supermodel and like knows about fashion and stuff. So she didn't just accidentally forget about this thirty nine dollar yeah. fucking jacket. Like mm. she probably has one of the most expensive wardrobes like in the fucking world. Um, so no, it had to have been deliberate, and clearly the, the, it was designed to get a reaction. Um, what? And I don't even know that it was. It was you know a del- they were looking for a specific reaction. I think maybe they were just trying to just like rile people up. You know, just to distract. Sort of, maybe yeah, just just to sort of kick mm-hmm. the hornet's nest a little bit. You know, now, why did they wa- why mm-hmm. did they want to do that? I don't know exactly why in this specific case, but clearly like they were obviously just trying to like kick the hornet's nest for for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, d- did any of you guys see? Like, apparently, like, like Peter Fonda, um, apparently posted some joke. I think it was like a tweet or something. He was saying something about like it was really huh, a joke. Uh, a, a joke. I don't. Know. I mean, I thought it was funny. You, you think the guy's seriously gonna like? He, okay. He, apparently, he said he was talking about uh, kidnapping uh, Baron Trump. Well, he said yeah. he was gonna rip Baron Trump from his mother's arms. Okay. Yeah. Or something to, like just that. Just to show them what it's like. Well, I guess. Yeah. Well, Which is no. No, rip, 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 no, I think he said like somebody should rip Baron Trump from Melania's arms and throw him in a cage with a pedophile. Yeah, that is what he said. Which is like, wow. like that. That last little bit is like yeah, extra the, weird. Yeah, it's like where the fuck did that is come extra from? Weird, dude. Yeah, it's like what? What the fuck do pedophiles have to do with it? If nothing else, like one of the arguments for the pro-separation of the border is that there is significant amounts of child trafficking going on coming across the border, mm. and in theory, one of the ideas is that like they need to separate the parents, quote unquote, parents and the kids because there's no documentation, there's no proof that these are their parents, right? And there, I, I have no doubt that there is some rate of like adults bringing kids across the border for human trafficking. Mm. I mean, it's it's pretty much established like that is a thing that happens at what rates i couldn't tell you uh but ostensibly you know that's one of the reasons for separating the parents and the kids so how that role plays into like peter fonda's comments like wait what like what why the fuck are you bringing pedophiles yeah, into this actually, yeah, I, like didn't, throwing- I didn't even know about that because i i just kind of like read the article and i, I forgot like, that part and i just thought it was like ridiculous really like she like she called the secret service on him yeah she, she called the well, secret service on him yeah <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this, <laughs> I, I'm pretty funny. sure, that, like, <laughs> as a matter of practice, the Secret Service will visit anybody that says that kind of shit. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's probably pretty not. Pretty much any politician. Oh, hold on. Sorry to interrupt, but okay. did Kyle ever tell his FBI story? Dude, are you, are you just busting in the, the middle of this fucking uh, <laughs> Trump immigration thing, dude? Is, is it relevant to the to pedophiles? Well, it, it, has it, to do with, <laughs> it has to do with visiting, I'll, getting visited by... I'll just sell it really quick. Yeah, um, yeah really so quick, Kyle. I posted something on... Our Arvin post made a post about how the Second Amendment is not meant for <laughs> protecting hunting. Me, it's Kyle. for protecting your rights against the tyrannical government. And my whole point was... This argument from the Second Amendment people is actually what you're suggesting that you're going to be shooting at government agents, police and military. And somebody, uh, an LP, a leader in the LP commented under my post and said, I fully intend to shoot police and soldiers in my lifetime. 
I fully expect to shoot police and soldiers in my lifetime. So he had made an enemy. Of, I had heard this third hand that he had made an enemy of somebody. And it, it, that comment got reported to the Michigan police. He was in Michigan. And then they forwarded it to the FBI. And since it was literally right under my comment, first I got an email <laughs> from an FBI agent that was like, Mr. Wagner, we want to speak to you about a comment. How under did they get your email Facebook. address? My, they, I don't. It's the FBI, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's Kyle Wagner. Now, now that you mention it, I'm like, wait a second. How did they get that? But I have, I have, it was my LP email address, and I have LP stuff all over my page. So uh, okay. it's not hard to find me if anybody wants to contact me. Um, please don't contact me. But I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying my Facebook page, like it says where yeah. I live or whatever. They contacted the Baltimore field office. And I took a. I didn't reply to the email. I didn't uh, get. I didn't get it at the time. So I would have responded back and been like, "Sure, we can talk." But anyway, they actually. I got a knock on my door at like seven o'clock at night, and I was like, "Oh, it's probably sales or something." And I got off the couch, and it, it's like special agent whatever and his partner, and I was like, "Okay, what's this all about?" You know, I, I haven't done anything. I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think they were there for me, but I was really curious. But they're like Facebook posts. And I was like, oh, you know, I post on Facebook all the time. I'm like, I still didn't understand what it was about. But they came in and uh, interviewed me for like 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, I was like, look, I don't know this guy. Uh, I've never interacted with him. He apparently knows who I am, but I don't know who he is. And like, he has all this like anti-government stuff on his wall. It's like a lot of stuff about Waco, a lot of stuff about Ruby Ridge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like... I don't know, man. Like, I, if he has plans, I have no idea. You know, so <laughs> oh, um, apparently they did interview that guy, and like, uh, this is like their protocol. Like, they yeah. interview literally everybody around you, and, which in, in and of itself is like completely embarrassing. You know, if somebody's yeah. going to go to your employer and it's like, you know, you're this guy made some comments threatening law enforcement, and go to your, you know, your yeah, wife, your family, your friends, and did they interview your employer? No, no, no. I'm saying if. If it was you, if you were the subject of an investigation, just the fact that the FBI is going around interviewing everybody around you, your entire circle, uh, would is pretty embarrassing in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, what the heck is up with this guy? But uh, no, I I had I didn't have any really information for them other than I was just like, I don't know, man. Like you got to talk to that guy. I have no idea. Yeah, I never got a visit. I was actually on that comment thread too. Oh, that's right. But they never came to my house. Yeah, Jared was was commenting. Yeah, Jared. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I posted about it in the um, PRL group chat, and I was. I like, mean, I didn't say anything in there that was like I was actually like arguing against your point. Like yeah. I was saying, like I don't think that I don't know the the so-called revolution would require violence at all. So I was. Oh, that it, was your position. On yeah, it. yeah. Okay. So, so like, obviously, I'm not a threat in that. Yeah, it was really this. This guy made the comment like, "I intend, you know, expect to shoot these people in my lifetime," and that raised the red flag for them. And they went went through all the protocols. But I mean, I was surprised. I'm shocked actually that it would have, you know, something that this guy lives in Michigan and here Baltimore FBI agents come and talk to me. I was like, "Oh my god," you know. But it was a pretty bad comment. I can understand. You know, them following up on a potential threat, especially after uh, the Parkland shooting and yeah. the Vegas shooting and all this. I'm sure they're a little bit on edge. Yeah, it's not a smart comment to make on no. Facebook. Well, plus no. after they saw all the memes of you as like a communist and stuff, they're probably like, this guy, <laughs> yeah. this guy. Hey, uh, Kyle, what's this new Facebook page you have? Wild Kagner? 
That is another guy. That's apparently gone. That was a guy just, um, what do you call Parroting it? you? Parry, par- yeah, parodying me. Yeah. Oh, so that page is gone now? Yeah, he went back to his original name. Bummer, I really like that page. Was he, it a page? It wasn't a page. A, it was it's a, a guy. It was just an account. It's actually a real guy. I'll give you his name afterwards. You can friend him if you want. He's a he's a staunch voluntary. I'm already friends with him, dude. Oh, you are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably you, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. I mean, that, that would be one of your socks. I should, I should make one. That would maybe. be the amazing reveal, right there. Yeah, there's, he's <laughs> actually my initials. Me. Yeah, I, 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 I can always strange. use extra Facebook pages for when I'm in Facebook jail. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, Facebook's cracking down on sock accounts. Apparently. Apparently, yeah. So okay, what, what else do we have here? Um, well, did we talk about we talked about fake pics? Um, yeah, we did. We sort of touched on it. I, oh, fake pics. Do you want to talk about it even more? The fake pictures, like the ca- kids in cages, and just the way the media has been sort of manipulating people. And he, I look at like it started with that Trayvon thing was the first time I really noticed it when it was like twelve year old boy. But even now, like it's it's ongoing. It's always what kind of pick can we use to get the emotional reaction to get everybody riled up, and both sides do it. Like, you know, you just have to try to like keep a calm base when you're scrolling through the news because they they use pictures that will intentionally try to get an emotional reaction. Yeah, and it leads into the next thing, which is the ICE protest. Like, I have a friend, a local friend, he's extremely radical, and he's like, hey, you want to go protest ICE, you know, in Baltimore with me on Sunday and. I was busy, but I was also like, I, you know, I don't know what's going on with all this kids in cages stuff, but like it raises red flags for me just because whenever I see this like widespread outrage, I'm like, uh, I'm skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's so emotional. And when I see other people being emotional and hysterical, it makes me think, wait a second, let me get the full story here. And I have read multiple different sides of this. Obviously, the right is more um, anti-immigration, anti-illegal immigration. But, um, you know, so, like, they've spun it as, oh, it's only for, it's, like, overnight while they're just processed, the pa- while they process the parents, and then they're released back together. It's not this huge deal. So I've heard all kinds of conflicting things about what is really going on here. And... Um, you know, obviously we've seen that that fake pic with the kid in the cage, mm-hmm. crying, holding the cage, and then they zoom out and he's actually like in a cage with a bunch of protesters who set the cage up intentionally around themselves. You, you know, like, which is pretty fucked up if this kid has no idea what's going on. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably like, why the kid was crying. Like yeah. they deliberately put the kid in the cage so that he would cry. Yeah, yeah. To complain about putting kids in cages. But then and the crying. other picture that's going around is the picture of. Uh, there's like a baby or like a small child standing next to a car. His mom's getting like patted down and the kid's crying. And it was used by Time on their cover. They sort of photoshopped the little kid out and just had like Trump like staring at him or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, and you know, with the subtext of like this is, you know, what happens when you separate the parents from the children. But the yeah. reality is, according to the father, and there's really no other proof otherwise, this. Uh, child was never separated from his his mother or her mother. I can't remember if it's a boy or a girl. Are you talking? It's like a red cover. It's a red cover. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that, and I've but seen the original multiple picture. versions of it too. Yeah, that have been memed over. And well, yeah, it's a f- easily memed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the, the Hulk Hogan That's version. That one, yeah, <laughs> where it's like, "Welcome to America, brother." <laughs> yeah. Like a body stand the kid. <laughs> I haven't that's, seen that. That's funny. That's that's a good. But one. you know, it's it always it's always funny because like. You know, if this stuff is actually going on, which it seems that it, it actually is going on, 
to some degree. I mean, whether it's overnight or whether it's like indefinite, it's it. There is separation going on. Why not find an actual legit picture and use that? If because it's as bad as you say it is, because now, it's not <laughs> right. Then that, that's that's why that's what raises red flags for me. Now there is the one picture of the. People keep saying they're sleeping under like tinfoil, but it's they're fucking emergency blankets. They're not they're not like tinfoil. <laughs> yeah. Like have you ever uh, been under emergency blanket? Like it's not that uncomfortable. Like it's yeah, not no, like I, a fucking yeah. I think they're down called, like, blanket, I think they're called like space blankets yeah, or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but just, yeah the, I, I've seen the one picture, and apparently it was from like 2014. Oh yeah. Under Obama. Right. Yeah. Which again, like I I don't want I don't like the the argument of like oh well Obama did it so. Now it doesn't matter that we do it because that's sort of conceding the point that like this isn't good. Yeah. Um, which I don't personally necessarily concede that point. Um, but the fact is, it does point to, if nothing else, the red flag of like, well, wait a second, you're not being consistent, you're not being principled. So that raised a red flag of like, aha, this isn't one of your principles. You're just trying to use a principle against me that you think I believe, mm. and that's a huge red flag. Um, wait, what would that principle be in that scenario? That I, you know, you care about children, you care about families, not separating kids from their mothers and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like, well, clearly the left doesn't seem to actually care about that. They only care about it insofar as that they can use that as a tool against their political opposition. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just using it as a partisan wedge, but they don't actually care about it. You know, just like all like the quote, like the supposed anti-war stuff under the left. Well, as soon as Obama got into office, they completely disappeared, which just demonstrates that they were never anti-war. They were just anti-Bush or anti-Republican. Right. Um, which, for anybody that's actually thinking, which unfortunately is vanishingly small proportion of the American public, but, like, that's a huge red flag that, I mean, for me, it just turns me off from their position entirely. You know, and it gives me the inclination to just oppose them. It's because, like, well, you're just lying and manipulative, so whatever you're for, I'm probably against. Mm-hmm. Um so, uh, I don't know. That, 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 that's that's just weak. a, a that's regular weak, though, dude. Well, that's not an argument in and of itself, but it it gives me like not my, an my yeah no, it's, it's not an argument. <laughs> but it does give me the initial reaction to be highly skeptical and think like, well, probably whatever the opposite of what you're advocating for is going to be the truth, because if you actually had the truth on your side, you would use the truth. But instead, you're lying and being manipulative. So whatever you stand for is probably something that I don't agree with. Otherwise, yeah, why would you lie to me and manipulate me? I mean, you know, generally, though, with re- Republicans as usual, you know, you really don't get anything that great, you know. And, uh, you know, the same with Democrats. And in, as far as presidents go, you know, up until Donald Trump, you know, it seemed like no matter who was elected, Republican or Democrat, you always got John McCain when it came to foreign policy. Mm-hmm. So there's not much of a difference there. And I would say, I would say, you know, if... Uh, if murder is the worst thing that you can do to somebody, that would make war the number one uh, most important issue, you know? Because, you know, we're killing a lot of people around the world. It would if you actually care about murder, but the left has demonstrated that they don't. Yeah, but, I mean, the right has demonstrated that they don't time and time again, too. They never pretended to. Okay. Well, they yeah. do kind of with, like, the pro-life, with, like, yeah. being pro-life, right? Like how can you be pro life? Okay, so so yeah, okay, there you go. I mean, th- th- that's like, that's that's a reasonable argument. Way to go, Jared. Boom. Can I get cut, fist me, bro. I did. <laughs> no, he he didn't mean that's pound. Crazy, he meant bad phrase. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's later, bro. Yeah, <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah, later, dog. <laughs> pound me is also bad phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> fist me, pound me, fist me, fist okay. bump. That's what you're no, looking for. Thanks, fist, Kyle. Fist me, dude. That was that was the, the joke, Kyle. <laughs> all right. Kyle is it all wasn't business. a joke. Look here, Kyle. <laughs> no, but uh, while 
Yeah, so I mean, you, you could, I mean, as Jared just pointed out, you know, you definitely uh, have people in the right uh, being, uh, you know, you know, uh, you know, got you've got the double standards going on over there too. Sure. Yeah. yeah no. Absolutely. Yeah. You you got to watch out for factionalism or tribalism. Like there's just this tendency to be like, okay, I'm a right guy, right leaning guy. The left is the enemy. They're always wrong. We're always right. We're always good. They're always bad. And and but every side sees themselves that way. And you have to look at independent issues issue by issue and be like and really think it through for yourself because sometimes both sides are a little bit gray like it's it's not as black and white as we would try to make everything but for whatever reason our, our politics are just it's very sharply divided into two camps and you end up actually absorbing the views of your camp even if they may ne- they may be wrong just because they're your sides you know mm-hmm. so i mean i see that happen i see that happen with people they just they get sucked into it, and it's like the left is so crazy, the left is so bad. That's why it's it just important pushes to have you principles. further and further right. Yeah, so you have to just, you know, try to be an independent thinker, which is challenging, you know. Which I, I'll point uh-huh. out, I do think that, like, generally libertarians are not nearly as bad about this, because otherwise we would be Democrats or Republicans. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do think trump in particular has exemplified and like, he's, don't riled, get, he's riled things totally and on both camps really he, well he he's, has he's but also things. but also among libertarians and i think that among oh, libertarians totally, among, totally. li- among libertarians they have such a visceral negative reaction to both parties the same way that democrats hate republicans republicans hate democrats well there's a lot of libertarians out there that just hate both of those parties so much <laughs> that uh, they can't even be uh, uh, discerning or discriminating when it comes to anything that Trump does. And That's, they'll still find anything, they'll just find anything are, are, are negative with Trump that, just that somebody, for the sake that he's a Republican. Are you worried now, that some libertarians are being insensitive towards your boy Donnie? I, I'm, I'm very concerned about it. They're being very mean. <laughs> very mean to Donnie. Uh, but, that, but that goes back to what I, I was saying about... But I'm, I'm, if, just if point, I'm just pointing out that even libertarians, yeah, I don't sure. think, are immune from these issues of well, yeah, tribalism. No spo- because like, no, one's a, no one's Spock out here that's completely completely rational all the time and never lets you know visceral emotions get in the way of their thinking but like oh yeah we should like if you steal yourself within your principles i mean you can look at you can just look objectively at trump or obama or whoever and say like here's a good thing he did like you don't even have to look at the man himself and like be like well do i do i like him do i dislike him that doesn't really matter the question is like what whatever policy he's you know, making or whatever influencing, is that good? Is it bad? Is it in line with the principles? Like that's that's the way to sort of protect yourself from falling into like Trump derangement syndrome or <coughs> Trump <laughs> cocksucking syndrome. You know, like <laughs> and like, that, that's a real thing. I mean, people are really on the Trump bandwagon, right? And it's whatever he does must be right. And if it's something that's wrong, it's 4D chess because he's actually doing. <laughs> His, his end goal is something that I really want. So, you know, it's like mentally you just do all these, twist your mind into pretzels trying to justify everything the guy does. Right. When you can just be like, here's something good he did, North Korea. Here's something bad he did, uh, you know, the zero tolerance policy. The zero tolerance policy, you know, or wherever your opinion lies on there. But, like, if it's consistently, if you're consistent, if all of your opinions on the guy are consistent as related to a set of principles or morals, then, like, I think that makes you somewhat of a free thinker, or at least yeah. sort of immune to just biases based on tribalism. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal, but right. uh, with the understanding that, of course, nobody is immune to well, any no, of this. No, no, no one's perfect. We're all human, but, you know. 
Some are better than others. (laughs) Immigration is so tricky, too. It's such a complex uh, topic. And you see tribalism there because it's Americans versus foreigners, right? So not only do we have internal party struggles, but we also divide by country, by nationality. And it's like these these are outsiders trying to come in. And so we, you know, there's there is tribalism there, tribal conflict over land and access to resources and i one thing i've really noticed people do is they particularly on the right they project that these immigrants are going to be democrats it's their their fear is that this is going to assist our our opponents the other side that's Uh, pretty objectively true right see like a lot of people that's the mentality that they have (laughs) whereas if you were to to talk to immigrants they may or may not even vote they may be they may be right-leaning they may not statistically speaking though I mean, like, has, has I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say, like, to me, it's it's, it's so fucking dumb because all, all the people that I see whining about immigrants are all like fucking, you know, it's mostly it's mostly I, I'm gonna say it's mostly white people, but I, I've seen like a bunch of different races uh, rag about it. But I mean, like, whatever. It's you know, think about like if ask a Native American about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because like there are people that really got fucked over by immigrants and. Uh, it's funny because it's like the descendants of those immigrants that fucked over the Native Americans. They're now whining about like uh, other immigrants, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I don't. I just think that's fucking crazy. You know, like uh, is, isn't America supposed to be a place for like where immigrants can go and have a new life? Like, I think we should be talking not about a wall, but we should t- be talking about getting rid of the welfare state. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think anybody here would disagree with getting rid of the, the welfare state. Well, yeah, I mean, because Ron. Could, what, yeah, I mean, I, well, for immigration, I think I think. A lot of uh, immigrants tend to be uh, left-leaning because the left is, uh, you know, the side that's more open to them, and, and the re- Republicans seem to be more hardline against them coming here. But I think if the Republicans would open up, um, you would see like a lot of these immigrants from Mexico are very family-oriented, they're very religious, and there's no reason for them to constantly be voting. So you're Liberal. you're saying they don't necessarily support the welfare state; they just support being allowed to come here. So that's the reason that they would I, I th- vote Democrat, just because the Democrats right, are I, more open to their pr- their very presence. When yeah, I think when it comes to immigration, the the media uh, and the and and both parties have done a really good job in making Democrats seem like the good guys and Republicans seem like the bad guys, and that's kind of the general, you know. The general stand, the general feeling, I think, of most people, um, whereas that might not necessarily be true, but it's it's portrayed that way. And I think I think that that's why a lot of them would be prone to gravitate to the Democratic Party. However, like I said, if the Republicans would open up and try to figure this thing out, um, you know, like I said, they're they're very family oriented people. They're very religious people. There's no reason. You yeah, know, that, I mean, generally, you know, South Americans are yeah like that, but. uh yeah, I mean, you know, I guess the Republicans uh, do come off as mean to them in those ways. But, I mean, the Republicans also come off as uh, really bad on, uh, you know, uh, supporting uh, needless wars. Right? right. I mean, so it's just like, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, you know, the, the right is, is not always a victory. You know, I think the right's going to be, you know, better on, you know, letting me keep my guns, you know. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're usually not so great on, uh, you know, letting me smoke my weed. Right. I mean, yeah. There's, I mean, Trump there's, is. Yeah. There's. Well, I mean, yeah. It seems like it seems like Trump is like, uh, you know, like I said, it seems like Trump could possibly be the best per- president yet on marijuana, and it would not shock me if, if he turns out to be that. But at the same time, 
with, with the way things are going with like uh, the people, you know, a majority of people is for this. So if Hillary Clinton was president right now, I mean, who knows? Maybe she would be doing the same shit just because it's just the way that the fucking country's going. It's the future. It's like you're, you're a fucking knuckle dragger if you can't see that, you know. Um, There's still a lot of resistance to uh, even uh, legalizing marijuana. I listened to Michael Savage on conservative talk radio, and he was going off on it the other night. Um, he's like, you know, it's just so harmful to society, and he's a very anti-drug. So, I mean, I don't, it's crazy. You would you that you think that pe- everyone's in support, but there still are a lot of prohibitionists out there. Yeah, and, and no doubt. I mean, there's a, a lot of Democrats that uh, that weren't for it as well, you know. So I'm not letting them get off the hook, you know. I yeah. think as these cities and states become more open to marijuana, I think you're going to find, you know, studies will show that it's not a big deal. And I think time, um, hopefully, time will help that, help everything open up. And I think Trump, Trump likes to be loved, and he wants to be on the right side of things. So I think that's why you see him leaning that way because I think he knows that it's turning that way. It's inevitable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Want to talk about the next topic? Uh, what is that, Kyle? Uh, it's about our favorite uh, far-right um, podcaster slash former ANCAP. Our favorite. Former libertarian. Favorite? <laughs> I don't know that uh, he's former ANCAP. Uh, I think he is. You don't think he's an ANCAP anymore? What do you think I do not like, think, think he's, he's a national an, socialist uh, he, now? He, he um, describes himself as a fascist in his writings. I mean, when I so Arvin Vora, the LP vice chair, um, th- won't turn down a media request by his own words. So um, he was invited on Chris Cantwell's okay, show. Okay, so somebody put him to the test and, and he delivered. And what's he, your problem, I'm, Kyle? I, I'm just stating the facts Kyle, here. I'm not weekend, saying uh, whether he should or should not have. I'm just telling uh, telling you what happened. You, you so, sound a little po, dude. I'm not po'd. I mean, he had, you, you know, he sounded a little butter. Okay, <laughs> dude, uh, I, was, I was trying to point, troll this. Dude. Point is, he went on the uh, he went he went on the show, and um, so I, I wanted to listen to it because I heard about it, and I wanted to hear what Arvin had to say, and I wanted to hear um, Cantwell's um, perspective. Dude, on I, things. I can't believe you listened to fucking Chris Cantwell. I, not I can't on, believe not you on a regular basis, and I I definitely have some wasn't concerns. Wasn't that on Radio Arian? Like, wasn't that where? Isn't it that was, where it was? It streamed? was. Yeah. Okay. So you listen to fucking Radio Arian. In order, to, I can't believe you, dude. I was. Is that really? To, is I was, that real? Yes, it's is real. that true? I was really? able to just. Yeah, I, I had to listen to it. So <laughs> I was yeah. able to just click, go on his website, and there <laughs> was an easy can. link to it, so I didn't have to go to any uh, website that said Radio Arian or anything like that. Uh, I do get nervous because I'll listen to it at work, and like I'm I'm just worried like. There'll be an audio malfunction, and all of a sudden, you know, the the sound will click on, and everybody at work will hear Chris Cantwell going off on, you know, <laughs> them fucking people. Yeah. So um, it, it just it, I get a little edgy just listening to it because I'm like, this is not okay to, you know, have anybody be like, what the hell is Kyle listening to? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they're both very radical. N- neither of them is afraid to say what they um, what they believe, and uh, both very edgy. So. Um, but I found it interesting, like Cantwell, everything came back to Jews for him, like every problem, you know, he's, everything Arvin would be wow. talking about, Cantwell would spin and it's like, it's because the Jews, you know, cause they control the media <laughs> and they control this and they control that. And it, it made me think like about the ideology of, uh, I'll just, I'll call it progressivism for lack of a better term, but it's like this sort of big government, um, social welfare state, 
um, almost socialism, if not outright socialism kind of ideology. To me, that's not necessarily a Jewish ideology, nor is it necessarily like that the Jews are intentionally like manipulating everyone to believe in this. I mean, I think the colleges believe in it. I think the media believes in it, but not necessarily just because of a Jewish influence. I think it's just the the ideology that we live in. It's the ideology of our age. You know, the liberal era came and went. There was in Russia a, certainly a, co- a full communist era that came and went, and and we are living in the era of progressivism, um, which started in FDR's time, and and we're still living in it, where we have these very high taxes and we have very big government. And and I don't attribute that. I don't think it's fair to attribute that to Jews exclusively, or to say that that's a Jewish ideology. But he brings everything back to that. So I thought that was interesting. And Arvin, you know, kept trying to talk and make points and, and, and uh, Cantwell kept needling him and being like, you know why, right? You know, I mean, yeah. so I, I thought it was a very interesting interview. I, I didn't listen to, I didn't make it through the whole thing. I had, I had work to do, but I got through like an hour. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if you listen to it, you really can't rag on anything that Arvin said. I mean, all people are going to rag on is that he did Cantwell's show. And it's like, you know, whatever, that, that's Arvin says. He'll, he'll talk to, what did he say? Uh, he, won't turn, yeah. he won't turn down a media request. He won't turn down a media request. I think uh, Arvin's thing now is he's like he's so anti-public schools that he's made the case. He's like, well, racists are better than public school teachers because at least racists aren't taking my tax dollars. That's the angle that he's making. That's not even true, though. Well, <laughs> well where, I mean, where's the lie? That's that's what? the argument. I mean, well, that you making. can't just say there are no racists take, taking my dollars. I mean, clearly there are racists on welfare, right? I mean, not, but not by. It's not, not, by, it's not, not implicit by, it's, in being a racist. It's, it's not by definition. Though. Sure, yeah. It's a really weird way to make your point, and it's a way. <laughs> well, it's that, like that, a false. It's a false choice and a false dichotomy. Yeah, I it's mean, a false dichotomy. You don't have yeah. to choose between school teachers and racists, right? So, or, or Jews. And, I mean, you can the, choose between a school teacher and you know a, a software engineer like yeah. myself. So it, it's a weird and, way to make the point, and it's a way that opens him up to be attacked by obviously the anti-racists out there are just going to be like, oh, so you're a racist now, which is weird because Arvin is uh, Middle Eastern or something. But well, yeah, um, I mean, calling him racist yeah, is clearly stup- yeah, stupid. That's one of the things. What, that are I love you about, saying that brown people can't be racist? I'm not saying. No, that. I'm, I'm saying. No, I'm I mean, saying. But th- that is their card because they can, they can <laughs> fucking say like all the fucking correct shit. And and not be like not be called a, a racist because it's like they just don't get called racist. Yeah, I mean, I, like it's it, it's like it, it's kind of unfair. But that's one of the things. I, one of the things I love about Arvin is the fact that he is not white. You know, and and, and he's yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of racist. That's kind of racist, bro. <laughs> no, okay, okay. I mean, well, okay. I mean, I mean I'm te- maybe te- it is. technically like, technically I, I I'm. He's, he's not white because you know a lot of the things that he's saying, it's like people say, well, well, that's a, a crazy racist white person or something. I mean, technically, I'm ethnically Jewish, so does that mean that I can go on anti-Semitic white nationalist yeah, dude, tirades? Dude, you've got a Jew card, dude. You <laughs> All right, a I'll just card, start calling by a J card. That's like, and... that's like American Express, dude. <laughs> but I mean, I, I didn't say Wait, that because what are you he's saying about Jews. I didn't and money. say that because <laughs> he's ethnic or whatever. I said it because not and nothing he's saying is clearly racist. I mean, he's saying in a hierarchy of of bad people. He places racists above public school teachers, which, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I agree with that. Right for me, I, for me as somebody, <laughs> no, well, that's, okay, okay, but, I mean, okay, okay, but, but I get what he's saying. I get, like, I get the point school, that a he's making. Teacher is is definitely 
participating in theft, right? Because th- that's where they're... They're benefiting um, from yeah, theft. they're yes. benefiting from theft. Yeah. Whereas, like, a racist isn't necessarily... You He's know, not necessarily benefiting. I mean, they're really... I but mean, you also have to th- put... The it, only thing you can say definite about a racist is that they have an opinion. You can say that. I mean, you could make an argument for, like, broader things like culture and shit like that. Like, who's... Okay. I mean, is that how is that, like, that much worse than opinion or different? What? You know, I mean, it, it's not It's not like you can't say that somebody's a racist, therefore they're fucking, you know, burning crosses in people's front yards. and Right. It's a fucking, very broad, it's yeah. a very broad range of things. Yeah. I, I mean, I get what he's saying. I, I'm just not sure I would ever, like, put it in those terms. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's like, really I know, no, I know no, public school teachers. I'm not saying that I would either, but <laughs> it, I think it's hilarious that he is. <laughs> It's, yeah, I, where, it's, whereas me as a minarchist, it's it's like I'm interested in political success and political victory, and I just think it's like bad politics to yeah. compare uh, to compare teachers unfavorably to racists. Like, well, look, who are dude, you trying to win over with that? You know, like look, look, teachers, dude, they get up in the morning, they go to work, they're educating children, they're they're providing a service. Children. You know, it's like <laughs> you're. That's not going anywhere. Like you're just gonna piss people off with that. Well, how far has the big uh, libertarian party gone? Like, how much influence have they had? How much have they accomplished in the I last mean, many decades? Well, I think not a I don't lot. think I don't think that that's gonna improve this <laughs> the the record. Yeah, but uh, well, maybe Kyle, maybe not. Isn't isn't the libertarian party against? Uh, isn't the libertarian party? Isn't it in like the platform that they're for like eliminating the federal department of Edu- education? Uh, it, I think it is. It should be. I mean, and pro uh, freedom of you know, association. You know, even to say, okay, we want to get rid of the federal. Now you've kind of moved the um, goalpost because the federal Department of Education is not public schools per se. Like the states could still control public schools. So well, the yeah, really saying, hard saying, line, the, like, the saying, hard libertarian. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty radical for like your average person. Really, your average person isn't really thinking about that. Right? No, they're not. And uh, but but to say you want to abolish public schools altogether goes beyond I mean, it's, it's that. It's next level to, shit, dude. We state, should be we state should be giving them props, dude. You know, Arvin's on some next level shit, I, dude. I, to a certain extent, Arvin's I mean, tripping I, on mushrooms, dog. I appreciate, <laughs> you know, Arvin. Arvin's a radical. Like, there's no doubt about it. The guy's very radical. He believes fully in everything that he believes, and he's not afraid to say what what uh, he believes. And you know, I can't I can't hate that too much, except for in some positions that he takes, which I totally disagree with. Um, you know, one of them being the age of consent and then, uh, obviously the anarchy thing, but, um, you know, at least the guy, he, he does wear a shirt on his sleeve, but in politics, like you kind of have to like say things the right way. Like you have to think about how you say things, think about how they're going to be spun, think about how they're going to be perceived. And I know it's, it's difficult for people that just want to like wear it all out on their sleeve, but it's like, you kind of have to remember, I want to be liked. Like, it is a popularity contest at the end of the day, and, uh, you know, people generally kind of, they're like, this guy's an asshole, if that's think, what they I think, think about you. I think it's more just, like, looking at your audience. Like, who who is this going to convince, right? Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to hear this and be like, like, I don't think it's going to... It probably played like, well it's, to it's, Cantwell's audience, to be honest. Well, yeah, it's going <laughs> to <it's gonna laughs> appeal to people that are already think like Arvin, which he doesn't need to appeal to, right? He doesn't need to well, further embolden. I mean, those people already believe that. And it's not, it's, the problem is, it could be a provocative thing that would make people think. However, it's already going to trigger that impulse of, like, racism, racism. Oh, this guy's a racist. Yeah. Without even, like, considering the, you yeah, know, there's, well, there's just a better way to frame it, like. Well, 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 to that, it's just, like, Google his picture. 
I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter, though. It's it's we're talking about you know subconscious things that that. You okay, know, well, uh, uh, apply this position or this argument to what Ron Paul did at the uh, Republican debate in two thousand eight, responding to Rudy Giuliani. With like the heroin. No, thing? talking no. about foreign policy. A blowback. Well, yeah, the, his whole blowback thing, it, like the, uh, the the Republican debate in 2008 when he yeah. was replying to Rudy Giuliani, like that was like in theory like the most uh, uh, like controversial uh, anti, uh, you know, against the standard platform like that somebody could have said well, on not, that stage. Yeah, but I'm not saying you go against – I'm not saying you can't – you shouldn't go against the standard platform. I'm just saying – I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, like, you that was like – You don't want to use things that, that are just – That was ostensibly a, a wildly – unpopular thing for him to say but he said it anyway well sure but it wasn't it wasn't unnecessary like what he said was just the the raw facts of the matter which is you know we caused this well and and but, but the, it wasn't I, like it wasn't like comparing like saying like well we're nazis or something like that like he was like we're behaving like the nazis because we did blah 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 that's going to trigger people he wasn't in, a, in a way that's not going that's not going to end well for him. He didn't say it to get a reaction or to yeah. trigger. He said what he truly believed and I you know I believe he was correct. Right. I think most libertarians do believe he was correct, but uh Arvin goes and out of his way And it definitely was because it to, definitely made people think. Well, Arvin's going out of his way to rile people up. Yeah. Right. Ron Paul wasn't looking to rile. Ron Paul was just telling you how it is. Yeah. You know, and uh I, yeah. I definitely preferred Ron Paul's approach. In it, you can learn a lot from Ron Paul. You can learn how to talk to people and how to how to carry yourself and Kyle, what be well mannered and Indian polite. People, Kyle, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to do with. Uh, I'm pretty with sure that. any criticism of Arvind Vora is racist. So I, that's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> Arvind Vora's got that race card. You better watch out, Kyle. So. We need to get him back on here, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about. He doesn't turn down media requests, so. <laughs> dude. Yeah. I, I'm thinking about trying to have him back on, like uh, not next. Now weekend, I don't feel special for getting him on, though, because well, he doesn't turn down anybody. He doesn't well, even turn down a fucking Nazi. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, he's been on the show like fucking five times now, dude. I know. Dude, I'm just kidding. Dude, but. one time when he was on the show, in the middle of the show, I passed out on my couch. <laughs> That was true. Yeah, that was the first time he was on the show, and no, he still came back. It was like the third time, dude. Really? I yeah. thought it was the first time because we were all excited time, to have dude. him on. It was like the third time. It, dude. It, oh. was, it wasn't the first Damn. time. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, with going Why don't back you settle it? down, dude? <laughs> Jared, settle down, please. Hey. <laughs> going back to Cantwell real quick, uh, you know, I, I really kind of have pity for him because I feel like oh. he's a guy that is just so wrapped up in this stuff and so wrapped up in the. The perceived war, you know, struggle, war, what have you, conflict between um, either whites and and non-whites or non-Jews and Jews, and and it's like he's in a constant mode of war. You know, if you think you're in war and you're you have the enemy is closing in and you're you're freaked out, you feel like they're surrounding you. Like that's how he lives his life every day. Is like they're closing in on me, and it's just not a healthy kind of mindset to to walk around just being like the enemy is everywhere. You know. Dude, maybe he's like coming correct though, dude. Because he shoots his, he does his podcast, and he has like fucking guns all over the table, dude. He's like ready and he's, he's prepared, dude. <laughs> oh, he's definitely he's, yeah. He's ready, he's ready for shit to go down, Kyle. I, I would agree with that, and I think that's how that's his that's his default standard of how he feels all the time. He's riding like hard, almost son. like a hunted animal, you know. And it's like it's got to be a miserable way to live to just you, you got. But what just, if he's not wrong? I think yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, unless somebody's physically knocking on his door or physically assaulting him, like I, I think I you mean, just have people to, definitely make death threats against him all the time. So that much is definitely true. That like, yeah, there are definitely people out there that would absolutely like to harm him. 
That is true. Um, you know, and he's brought a lot of that on himself with the well, now his you're victim words. blaming. Victim. <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not victim Should blaming. Should it be like I mean. a podcast title? Kyle's victim blaming. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> Kyle is victim blaming. Yeah. yeah, Kyle's victim blaming. Yeah, Kyle is victim All blaming. Right, I'll make a note. Or, or, or Kyle. Just make a note on the Or thing. Kyle's like a parenthesis. Uh, parenthesis victim blaming. Sure. I think yeah. the point is just don't don't let hate control your life and just kind of mellow out a little bit. You yeah, know? end it with something take a to chill, Kyle. Pill. Yeah, take a chill pill. Take a chill pill. What the yeah. fuck is this? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so yeah, so I, I think that that's about it for this week. Uh, yeah, so I'd like to remind you guys we've got the Patreon going on and uh, we do the after hours. So if you want to gain access to that. Um, yeah, help us out on the Patreon. Help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement. Mm. Also, we have uh, we have uh, the website, uh, thedailyliberator.com. If uh, you want to submit an article, we're always accepting uh, articles on there. So if you have something to say, we provided a podium for you to say it. Also, um, we sell T-shirts at libertariancountry.com. So uh, check us out over there. And uh, if you put in the code PRL or the code PRL podcast, you will receive a 10% discount. And until next time, live free or die. Status is good break, the blood that is shed. Drenching the flags on the tax bombs in red. Was it by a few at the expense of the many? So did the gods and the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom and death point in a fine land. You support the troops that bring them home. Non-aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute!